Just a heads up, if anybody wants to advertise on this podcast, you can just hit me up at theaspieworld at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-A-S-P-I-E-W-O-R-L-D at gmail.com. And we can talk about advertising on this podcast. Hey, in this video, we're talking about creator burnout and burnouts for people on the autism spectrum in general with my friend, Zach James, coming up. Hey guys, welcome back to the Aspie World. My name is Dan, I have autism, ADHD, OCD, and dyslexia, and I'm making weekly videos on this type of content. So if you're new around here and you wanna learn more, remember to hit that subscribe button. Oh, also, anybody who's watching over on Facebook, be sure to give this page a like and a follow to see daily uploads. Right, so as you can see, I have somebody with me on the show today uh, in, this, in this episode. This is Zach James. He actually runs, you run like a few different channels, don't you? I, I, you run, yeah, how many yeah. channels? Um. I would say two that we're very known for, um, publicly known for, and Yo Mama's probably our most popular YouTube channel. The the big one, the big boy. I think you guys are like boasting like millions on that. What you got like four million, five million? What what you got? Uh to be honest, I haven't really kept track in a while. I'm guessing I would say we're close to five million. We're getting there. Dude, it's so good. I have like 122,000 subscribers. YOLO. I'll get there though. We'll get a million. Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll do it somehow. We're gonna we're gonna do it. Don't worry. You you guys and we're all gonna do it. But no, it's it's dope. I love seeing it. I love seeing awesome creative people, and then I love seeing successful creatives. I just whoa, get my juices flowing. So right. Um, so I was talking to Zach. It's pretty crazy actually. So I I started following Zach because somebody said, hey, you should check out his stuff. He's funny and whatever, and like his Instagram is dope. And the Instagram is also private, which I find quite interesting. So um, I, I followed you on Instagram, and then you sent me a DM saying like hey somebody was just talking about you on my channel and i was like what <laughs> how weird is that right so we then uh, we're just talking and you know shooting the convo about autism in general and we both happen to be youtubers and we're both on the spectrum and that's kind of that's crazy cool right and so we decided that we would do this video talking about like autism burnout but from like a creative aspect, I think that's going to be really cool because I think like there's, there's so much you can take away from this and there's so much conversation to be had. I thought it'd be a really cool conversation. Isn't that right, Zach? Yes, and it's very much so. <laughs> Zach also has a deeper voice than me. So I'm like the chipmunk over here and Zach's like the, he's like the baritone guy from the, what's that band? You know, what's that band called? The, uh, oh God, they were like a, uh, something funny. Uh, oh, I can't remember the name now. They're like a YouTube <laughs> band. Uh, oh, 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 Pentatonics. Oh, wait. Yeah. yeah, they did the uh, Lindsey Sterling uh, collab, right? Yeah, yeah, they did. They did, they did a bunch of stuff, man. They're crazy. But you say, you, you like a baritone singer from that. His name is Avi, I think, or something like that. Or Avi, I don't know. Okay. Anyway, this is besides the point. So I, I've prepared like a list of discussion topics slash questions. I guess you could interpret it as questions. That means I can discuss about autism burnout because I think like, both of us being creators at work, like self-employed, working at home, and like working on YouTube, it's so it's like it's it's like a mile away from any other job I've ever done in my life, and there's some really interesting takeaways in it. And and, and Zach, like I I don't know if you I don't know what videos you've seen of mine, but a couple months ago I did a video where I was um I was talking about one of the biggest things that like impacts me. This isn't my discussion list. This is just something that I just thought off the top of my head when I'm thinking about this. Is that how lonely this job can be, like. I just feel like sometimes I'm sitting here on my own talking to this camera thinking, I'm the only one in this room. Like, I've been in here for eight hours. <laughs> I'm going a bit crazy. So I don't know if you feel that. You know, I would say that, honestly, I've always managed, it's probably the way I've handled autism growing up. 
because I grew up moving around the world. I grew up in about 26 other countries. And that happened between the age of 4 to the age of 15. And that really forced me to get used to a lot of different environments with a lot of different people and just being comfortable with myself in general. So I guess in a lot of ways, no matter the environment I was in, I could be comfortable with myself. And if I wanted to be with people, I knew how to make that work. So in the early days of YouTube, uh, 10 years ago, um, me and a group of us, other YouTubers, would just hang out and Skype calls for like 10, 12 hours a day, just sitting there working on our own videos and just kind of talking to each other. Uh, fast forward today, we're still friends. A lot of us moved up in the industry and hold really key, interesting positions. Uh, some are executives now. And so it's really cool to have those friendships and connections that may not have existed, if not with the idea of why not just have a Skype call that can last all day. Uh, so maybe that's something I would do in your position. You know, I, I think a lot of YouTube, you know, just get a Discord chat going. You know, get everybody into a Discord chat and you don't have to have a topic of discussion. Just kind of shoot the shit. Yeah. Yeah, just be there. And the, that's, a, that's an excellent. I used to do the same thing when I was in university or college, if you're, if you're American. Uh, I did the same thing. I had like an open kind of Skype call going all, all through the night with my friend who was also on my call. So we just like talk and we'd be doing some work. We're like, oh, hey, did you get this answer right? And that was kind of cool. That worked really well. Um, but I never really thought about it like that. And I think that's a great idea because then you're always kind of connected to somebody. Because it does, I do feel like I get kind of lonely. I just, it's super like this unmotivating sometimes at the best of times. Especially with today's world, right? You know, with this whole uh, situation that we're currently dealing with. And I think seeing how society as a whole has adapted and taken on uh, solutions like Zoom meetings, but not just Zoom meetings for company calls, but hey, let's all get on and do a power hour with each other and see how many beers we can drink uh, before the hour is up. And so seeing society take on that, like, evolution of being alone but not being alone is a good roadmap for anybody who feels alone regardless of the situation we're currently in as the world yeah i know 100 percent. like it's 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 super important and i guess it's important to like kind of find ways around like not feeling so lonely right and i guess that's that's super interesting right so on to the actual topics of discussion <laughs> um so uh this is an interesting one we spoke briefly about this yesterday and, and i i was talking about jimmy from um mr beast and i was saying that jimmy to me looks like a typical guy who's on the spectrum like i relate so much to him and, and a lot of what he does and how he makes his content i'm like that guy's totally on the spectrum. But this is a question then for discussion. Why do you think, because I know a lot of YouTubers are on the spectrum, why do you think there are a bunch of people who are on the spectrum that become YouTubers or vice versa? Why do you think YouTubers are on the spectrum? I think it's the versatility to be able to apply yourself in a very welcoming environment that's also uh, challenging, but challenging in a way that seems to spark our interests. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a... Like a, a creative problem-solving environment, right? Exactly. That's what that was the big thing for me. I saw it as like the opportunity of opportunities. I knew it was going to be challenging, but I was like, "This is better than going to law school and then going to politics." I already see the next twenty years of my life down that direction. Cool. Yeah, I could knock it out of the park, but I rather do it's something that's a bit a bit more crazy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I I relate. I, I think that's amazing. And like. There's something, there's something about YouTube that like makes it, I think it's this whole like, it's boundaryless, it's borderless, it has this ability where you can be anybody, 
and just put that out there. It's the only job I've ever had that I've stuck out for longer than a few months. And it kind of like has this, it's, I don't know, there's, there's like a, almost like a, I don't know, like a magnetic appeal to it. I don't know if you get that, like where, like I'm feel drawn to it. Like there's something about it. Like when, when I think about creating something, when I think about making something, it's like, oh, I can make a video on that. Or, oh, I could make this, like, you know, this, this, it's the outlet for my brain to exercise its kind of creativeness. You know, in a lot of ways, I would say it's like uh, there's a magnetic appeal, but it almost feels like a gravitational slingshot, you know, like the way they can slingshot like the rocket before they send it off to, like, you know, space. Yeah, exactly. And to me, that's, that's really what it is. It's like there's this entity, there's this environment that can pull in my creativity, but I, instead of, like, get stuck in it, it, like, can swing slot me back out into the world, and I can take something away with it and just have fun with it, too, at the same time. Yeah, no, totally. And I think, like, it, it's just... It's just so good for creative brains, and I think that a lot of people on the autism spectrum are super creative, that it just kind of just has this married approach where it just works perfectly and everybody has a good time. Yeah. Um, so, you, so, so, so here's the thing, we're talking about burnout, right? We're gonna go into a bit more burnout stuff, but so do you think there's such thing as working too much, right? Because I don't know what your working hours are, mine are crazy, like crazy. Oh yeah, mine's great. I haven't even gone to bed yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, yeah. seriously dude. Actually, I woke up, what's, I'm trying to remember when I woke up. When did I wake up? I woke up yesterday at 11 o'clock in the morning, so I've been up for about 21 hours now. 21 and a half hours. You look bad, I mean, I had eight hours sleep. <laughs> I, I, I use ice packs, they help. Oh, Keep right. Your, yeah, yeah. I, I, I got a good skincare routine. Um, the thing is, I just get caught up in work and I just can't stop. Sometimes I literally will fall asleep with my laptop sitting on my chest. <laughs> and then, I'll, then suddenly I'll try to wake up and then hit me in the head. I'm like, what is going on here? Yeah, I, I get that where sometimes I forget to eat as well. And then my girlfriend's like, dude, what, are we going to mm. eat or what? I'm like, oh, shoot. I didn't even think about it. You know, like it's I'm drinking as well. I have to have like an alarm to say, like, remember to take regular breaks to eat and drink because that's a huge one. But I think in terms of working too much, where, like at what point do you think you go, okay, enough is enough, I need to take some time? What do you, what do you think that like pinnacle point is before you get a burnout? I think it's a balance of, well, first is the, it's important to understand why we end up working so much. And I don't think it's necessarily the need to feel like we have to work, but it's really the simple fact that it's hard to turn off the brain, right? And it's like when the brain gets going, it's like, you know, work is a very easy thing to entertain the brain with. And yet it does exhaust you in many ways, like emotionally, because it can challenge you and you don't always get that reward. Uh, so I think the balance is recognizing if you're not getting that reward or instant reward from your work, then you need to find the opportunity to reward yourself. That's true. You don't have a very good point. Yeah, you don't necessarily turn off the brain. Like I got a bunch of like these McFarland Lego toys things you know from like rick and morty and and uh, south park yeah like i'll show you like this like i got a bunch of these that like, i haven't built yet but if i need to like take a break but i want to turn off my brain i'll just pack one open one of these and just build it for like an hour and i'll feel good i'll feel refreshed I get you. I get you there because I do the same thing and with like research because like research is like my big thing. I love research and stuff. So like mm -hmm. I'll 
Because I always have to be learning. I don't know if you're the same. Like I always have to learn stuff. Like I, my brain yeah. is never full. It's like it's like thirsty all the time. So I I have that point where I'm like I'm freaking out because I'm trying to edit and I'm, the edit's not going right. And I'm thinking, okay, I need to take time off and just learn about like you know zero point energy or quantum vacuum energy or you know or something like like that. And I think I think you're absolutely bang on the money. I never even realized I just I just did it, you know. But like my brain just went that way. But I did get. I have this like almost like a guilt sometimes when I'm doing stuff like researching for leisure I always think like oh I could be doing something super productive right now um, and then I have this like you know this argument with myself like should I be you know uh, and that's when I get burnt out yeah I would say that really gets to, well there's a couple of different times that gets me burnt out right um, me as like that me as a person trying to juggle all the things I want to do throughout the day and being able to focus and not get caught up in the thrill or something else, uh, yeah, I can get burnt out myself. And then I, as like a company man who works in a very hostile environment, um, and when I say hostile environment, like you have to realize companies like BuzzFeed did not meet their their own projections, and they had to they had to like lay off people. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I run a company. Luckily, my company is just too small to fail. Um, I never have to lay off anybody. But I deal with challenges every day with YouTube's algorithm. And challenges oh. that I know that I should not have to deal with if there was transparency. And that's where I get burnt out. Because I think a lot of times as an autistic person, I get burnt out when I'm not being communicated with. And when YouTube is not communicating with me on how the platform works, it burns me out because I know I do what I know what my click through rates are. I know what my watch time is. I know what my audience retention is. I I study. I know that we upload every single day. I know what we're doing right. And it just sucks that something like the word your mama can ding me so hard because people get sent home from reviewing videos during COVID nineteen. That can burn me out. See, circumstances I can't control uh, can really burn me out. Yo, I, I totally hear you there, dude. Because that's like, that. That it's kind of like, almost like you get to a point where there's no transparency or clear communication. You get to a point where you're just literally going around in circles and then and it's that frustrating thing. And you think, oh, maybe it's, no, 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 it's not. And, and, oh, that, is, that is like, it's probably, probably the worst. And I totally understand where you're coming from there. Um, and I do love that whole algorithm challenge. I love it as a puzzle. Um, and I love all that, that stuff. And, and I'm really into that. So we could always have another conversation about that. But like, um, but in terms of like, my, my next question is like, how do you know if you're heading towards a burnout? But I guess you kind of just covered that. You know, you're, you're, you see kind of hallmarks, don't you? You see like, I'm not getting clear. I'm not getting clear definition here. I, you start to feel uncomfortable, right? Yeah. And I think, is also understanding that you as a human being, you have to, well, ideally you eat every day. We sometimes forget to eat. Uh, but ideally you eat every day and you, you take care of yourself every day, right? So I always think of what am I going to reward myself with? That's not like food or anything else of that nature. Like what is my, my reward? What is my project? What is my thing that's going to make me feel like I accomplished something? Uh, one day it could be laying down wooden floor for my balcony because I'm changing it into, like, a garden, or just making sure I clean my apartment, or just making sure I can get into that extra rep when I work out. Uh, little things like that that make me feel like I accomplish more as a person. 
and not necessarily feel like work is all that makes me as a person. Sure, because yeah, because it is it is that kind of like balance, and I guess I do that sometimes where I I put like working out like I should go like I love running I love run for like maybe two to four miles like when I go out running, and so sometimes I I, I get so involved in like a project and I'm, I'm working and I'm taking on all this stuff that. I put this, the running aside, and then when I'm not running, then I start to kind of get really down on myself, and then I, I'm thinking, and like you said, it's that reward of doing those things that you're not rewarding yourself, and so you know you're heading towards a slippery slope if you stop the reward, right? Exactly, and and I think a lot of times we kind of limit ourselves too. Um, I found that like I often limit myself when it comes to how I reward myself. Um, I mean, look. You don't have to... I, I kind of do it with anxiety in a lot of ways. Um, but I've also... I, I think in a lot of ways, having grown up around the world, I've dealt with the benefits of, like, never... I guess for me, I don't really associate things with certain terminologies. Like, I know that they are real, they have real meaning, and that they are 100% what they are. But for me, as the individual that I am, I look at my anxiety... And I'm like, I, that's not anxiety. I never called it anxiety. I just called it like, oh, that's a weird, stupid feeling. And I hate it. But, you know, I've done it enough. I've dealt with it enough. I know how to get over it. So, you know, look, I'm going to reward myself. And I'm going to deal with the anxiety of going to the airport, hop on a plane, fly 10 hours to Sweden, and just have a really great time with a really good-looking girl. Because why not? Why not why do not? that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why not, dude? Why not? Absolutely. So this is this is kind of like leading on to my last and final question for this this cool video. Uh, it's kind of like you know, from recovery from having a burnout or experiencing burnout. What do you say would be good and safe working strategies? Like, how would it be that? Would it be like taking that time and having like an excessive reward, like a vacation? Or I think, well, I think in a lot of ways, you you have to also acknowledge that burnout is always going to be part of the process, right? Um, I, I would say probably the biggest thing that I because I come from a very interesting family where my parents were two different generations, like sixteen. My they were sixteen years in age apart, so it's really cool to have like that perspective. They both got along really well. They get along really well, but my stepfather was definitely like you know, look, you you take you got to grab life by the balls, right? He comes from that generation. That is what that is. But my mother came from, like, kind of post-hippie generation. So she was more of a gentle type person. And so I, when I deal with burnout or when I deal with anything that kind of makes me afraid or it's going to stress me out, I don't get, I mean, I, I do get, I will get discouraged for a moment, but I don't let that turn me off, right? And I think with a lot of creators, from my observation, and this from people I've known, uh, they get so emotionally invested in what they do that when they get burnt out, they completely get discouraged. They're burnt, 100% burnt, right? Um, but when I look at getting burnt out, I'm like, okay, that's good because, you know, every great forest is born from a forest fire. That's just what it is. So you got to burn that shit out. You got to get rid of all the stuff that doesn't, yeah, if it doesn't work, get rid of it. Yeah. Embrace it. Yeah. Dope, that's dope. It's like a, a embrace what you can't ignore, right? So, like, it, it, it's, it's, 
just a fact of the matter, but also there's safe ways of doing it. And I think that you're absolutely right. And um, there's some great advice, actually. The, I'm still amazed by the whole Skype conversation thing. Such a simple thing that I've even done, and I didn't even think about doing it, you know, for work. Oh, my goodness. Come on, Dan, you know. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, right, Zach, thank you so much like for it. taking this time to have this discussion with me. I think that's going to be super beneficial for everybody listening on the podcast and on YouTube right now. And I think that this is just a great episode. And you're doing a video on your own channel, aren't you, about autism or something very soon, maybe tomorrow or the day after or something yes uh definitely within the next 24 48 hours it's uh yeah you know i've always been open about it but i think you know for a lot of people you know who watch the yamama channel they're not quite aware who exactly makes that type of show and yeah uh, yeah i think it'd be cool too i think the fans would really appreciate it yeah me too dude and i think like you'll be surprised i always feel like people like i watch certain shows and then i realize that the people who make the shows are on the spectrum and i'm thinking no wonder i was so attracted to the <laughs> show right so you're gonna have a, a huge amount of people be like Duh, i'm on the spectrum it's awesome I'm like I, I think it's awesome it, it really is awesome it really but, is anyway right zach thanks so much for coming on the show man you're awesome i'll uh, hey thank you for having me i appreciate it anytime buddy all right take it easy peace yes, Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't already, please share this with anybody and everyone who you think can get some benefit from it. And also, I know a bunch of you guys who haven't already subscribed to this podcast, but listen, so please go over and subscribe to it now so you don't miss an episode. Also, if you wanna hit me up on Twitter, it's at the Aspie World, the T-H-E, Aspie, A-S-P-I-E, and then World, W-O-R-L-D, so the Aspie World. All right, guys, thanks.